Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the trends and tropes of the horror genre. I'm your host, Eric Lee, and today we have a very special guest, fresh off of the Portland Horror Film Festival, Alexandra Speep. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm super happy to be here. And uh, we just watched her film, Stag, That's which right. was a riot and was, if, if hopefully, if you're uh, able to see it in a big theater... Horror comedies. See it in the theater. The the uh, humor is contagious. I'm also joined with, as usual, Mike Campbell and and Liz Williams. So, I had to see this alone, and it's still funny. Alone in your living room. <laughs> so it, it works both ways. Yeah. So Alexander, I love I loved uh, when you queued it up at the Portland Horror Film Festival. They asked you before the film. They said, you know, tell us a little bit about the film. And you said, laugh and have fun. And I was like, well, that's a pretty quick intro to a film. And by God, that's exactly what people did in the theater. I've I've uh, witnessed very few films that were quite that contagious where everybody was just howling throughout the entire film right from the jump right from the jump yeah Yeah. so thank you all i mean honestly like here's the thing i'm not from portland this is my first time going there so i i just had no idea what to expect Mm -hmm. like you're sort of like is it gonna be me alone (laughs) (laughs) you know and so it was just like Honestly, it was such a warm crowd. It was such a pleasure to be there. Gwen and Brian do a bang up job. Yeah. Like, you know, it was just like, it was, uh, I mean, as of yet, we've done uh, three festivals and like, hopefully we'll do, you know, a couple, you know, a couple more fingers crossed, but like, I don't know, Portland Horror definitely set the bar for like, okay, this is what like a genre festival can do and mm-hmm. like can make you feel like. I thought it was like yeah. really, really amazing. So, yep. hey, thank you, Portland, for having me. <laughs> yeah. No, I was, uh, it was a treat. I, I really didn't know what to, to expect going into this. Um, and uh, why don't you go ahead and give us a bit of a synopsis of, of, of your movie? Yeah. Okay. So, Stag is a horror comedy that is about, two estranged best friends, one of whom is invited to the other's bachelorette party after sort of 10 years of not speaking. And so one of the friends goes to the bachelorette party and meets all the new friends and immediately senses that like something is wrong and that there's something really, really weird in the water here. And I was super inspired because like um, in my pr- in my prior life, I was an actor and I toured a show about uh, like the Steubenville rape case. So I was thinking a lot about how like, you know, assault and stuff affects communities. And at the same point, I was also going to a lot of bachelorette parties. And I was like, hey, this is like a super ripe topic (laughs) that like people aren't melding as often as they could because these are the same sort of containers where like, you know, bad stuff happened and celebration happens. So it sort of was like marriage of that that made me want to do it. Yeah, and this was, if there was, you know, there's a term psychological horror that gets tossed around a lot. This was anxiety horror. This was. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. This was <laughs> about, you know, the, the uh, there are a few things as pressure packed as a, as a wedding and then getting sort of shoehorned into an event like this. Um, the, the, the character Jenny, uh, Mary Glenn Frederick. Uh, yeah. The, the, your, your lead. Was uh, she played the anxieties perfectly, and yeah. uh, that was you know from from all of her little the the emotional the the ticks and the and even the her, the pacing of her voice when she's on the phone making the, that awkward phone call mm-hmm. after so many years I I, I it, 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 it's it's a bit different in the context but it reminded me of when I was in high school. And I was calling a girl to go to the prom with me. Oh no! And it was like that, that kind of anxiety, speaking kind of a thing. Of, yeah, speaking of yeah. anxiety, and Jesus. it was, and it was like, "Hi, hey, <laughs> you know, listen, um, <laughs> remember me?" And, and, and that, totally. that, that kind of a thing. And and you know, watching her go through that, my heart rate picked up, and I was like, "Ooh, this is this is a this is a weird situation." And she's papering over it with all these did, weird. Did you go to the emotions. prom though? Uh, yes, but not with the girl. <laughs> she, she went, oh, I'm going with someone else. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Listen, all right, maybe, hey, I'll see you. I'll see you at, maybe we I'll can be friends. At, I'll see you at Global Studies Here tomorrow, right? Yeah. 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 And that was like, oh, that, actually, that was, that was the, 
that was the winter formal my sophomore year. Yeah. But by the scene, my senior year, I was a little bit better about asking girls out to the dance. But fast forward thirty years, horror podcaster. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and, and and my anxiety is on full display for everybody to know. Um, and this was, but you tapped into something, uh, Alexandra. I think that was a. Um, it, it's not just for, you know, having, being part of the bridal party, and you know that's yeah. Had, did, had, were, you know, you said you've done a lot of. Uh, bridesmaids or uh, or yeah, you know wedding wed, wed bachelorette parties. Um, how much of that was the, like the the scenario, the characters that you that you brought in was informed by those experiences? Okay, well, what I have to be honest about is like for me, of course, like all these characters, me, right? There's mm-hmm. you know, it's a, a six woman bridal party is sort of like the main characters and you know I do feel like all of those women are shades of me mm-hmm. and like I you know I've just been somebody who like I, for whatever reason during my 20s my focus you know I it's not that I wasn't focused on dating but it's just like friendships have always been the thing that sort of like have been one of the biggest relationships in my life and the thing that's really cool about hearing you say the like prom thing is that like I don't know one of the things I was trying to tap into is sort of like the incredible romance of the female friendship, mm-hmm. which is something that I feel like for me is such an obvious like part of existence, but is something that like you just don't see all that often, even if it's not necessarily like sexual or like, oh, I'm like, you know, I'm obs- I-, I need to be with you. Like there is like a lot of like romance in that way. And I think the thing that's so weird about bachelorette parties is like you have all these people that have sort of like you know, these close intimacies, these feelings. And also there's the element of sexual performance. Cause it's like, you know, I mean, that's like what a bachelorette party is. It's kind of like, oh, we're saying goodbye, like kick up the heels or whatever, you know? Um, and it's, I don't know, in a way it's like, it is, it's one of those moments where both of those truths are conflicted, where it's like, we've had this thing, but you're moving to a different stage of life where sort of like our romance almost ends. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, well, I mean, I hope, thank you for uh, uh, saying that appreciatively. But yeah, that's yeah. something that I was really, really interested in. Because for me, I mean, I, I just think there's a lot of work to be done on sort of like just seeing female friendships in like cinema spaces in general. But also like, I just feel like that's one of those things that I always keep wanting to get right. Mm-hmm. Is like you know, this idea of like wistfulness, nostalgia, which is in some ways like, you know, romance or like, you know, love even. And that was something that like, you know, in a way, those are things that are encapsulated by the setting of the bachelorette party as yeah, well. Right. But it's also the performative place. So I don't know. It's really cool to hear you say that, that it resonated with you, even though the scenario is like a little yeah. different. Well, like, I think that's well, really cool. The bachelorette party is also just like almost a pressure cooker of weirdness because uh, oh you've got old friends and new people who maybe even the bride hasn't seen in a long time. It is. And then these people all meeting for the first time. Like I know her new friends all kind of knew each other. But Mm -hmm. some of them still didn't really kind of like each other. And then having um, Jenny come into the uh, situation, (laughs) all anxious to see her friend, then the anxiety of meeting all these new people who are like, wait, you're nothing like what I thought my friend was. It's been 10 years. It was that's that's the comedy, the anxiety comedy. (laughs) You have to laugh. Bachelorette party that did unfortunately inform this film because that was your initial question, Eric. Yeah, was yeah. Like, what I wouldn't say the characters are based exactly on my friends. I definitely, <laughs> like, I would just be like, how did your friends say they were? Yeah, I would be like, it was tomatoes if I was, and, but it's you know, it's also not true. Like, they are more reflections of like the sides of myself, I think rather than being like, oh yeah, that's that person, that's that person. However, I did go to one bachelorette party and I was like, yo, these are, we have been lifelong friends, right, all right, of us. Right. And we want to really gouge each other's eyes out right now. <laughs> it's such a weird thing. Like when you're like upset at a, a, like a roller coaster or something where you're like, wait, this is a place where I'm like, my image of myself is like smiling and having a good time, but internally I'm totally pissed. <laughs> yeah, right, that. right. And like, I felt, and yeah, so yeah, I did go to one bachelorette party, which did 
make me want to write this movie because I was like, okay, this is, <laughs> I can't be the only woman in America who's going to bachelorette parties and feeling right. this way. Right. Like lots of other people must be feeling this. Well, you, you were sort of uh, alluding to the romantic relationship between besties. And this becomes uh-huh. this becomes competitive besties, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, totally. and it's like, no, which is a real I'm, thing in girl world. I'm her best friend, <laughs> and it's like you're you're moving in on my territory, despite the fact that she's getting married to a uh, to in in a in a few days. That there is still yeah. the, the the competition of proving yourself. Your, your that uh, and and the whole thing of the wedding the wedding planner type, and then the, the goofy games that they get done and. You know, I, I, my my recollection of bachelor parties is it's there's there's hedonism there, but the competitiveness, uh, not not there. It's more just it's it, you know stupid dude tricks and and uh, yeah. Uh, and I that, mean, I sorry, keep going. Oh Excuse no no me. no. Uh, that, that 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 there there seems to be something, the 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 element of um, of proving your worth to the bride that that really comes out. And in this one, it's like at at uh on steroids right mm-hmm. um with yeah. the backstory of why why the breakup why or why why this estrangement which is which is central to the film and we won't dare spoil it because it's right. it's incredibly powerful when it lands um it it, yeah. it sort of it i think it changes the tone of the movie but it also gives the dynamic for the third act to have reason that there's a redemption story at the end of the movie that that mm-hmm. um without mm-hmm. without that revelation um, it's 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 still fun, but this one all of a sudden it gave it clout, right? Right. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's very nice to hear you say. I mean, I feel the same way. And like the I don't know, just like the reason I mentioned that, like you know, I was inspired by doing something about you know a really sensitive topic that I toured to colleges and universities was in seeing just how common like issues of trauma are, mm-hmm. especially young people and they're never addressed. Right. And like, I was like, just for me in like going to all these colleges and sort of like doing like, you know, performing a show which was based on the Steubenville rape case and hearing people's responses. You're just, it's the, the same way that I was saying like, hey, I can't be the only person who's feeling this way at bachelorette parties. Like these aren't isolated kids. This is across America. And like, I just think a ton of it, like it isn't explained. You know, we are in a time of cancel culture, which it has its benefits, of course, in certain ways. Like, you know, it's very easy to like, be like, all right, fuck it, we're done here. And I think this is a movie that, you know, is examining what happens when both parties are at least willing to, to give it a try. Right. And I do think that's something that like my hope is that, you know, people take away from that is sort of in thinking about these moments in the past or like, you know, instances which have happened where maybe there is a chance to actually come back into somebody's life or to, you know, or even if it's not forever, like to, you know, just kind of make it right. And like we can't uh, my hope is, is that as a society, you know, we 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 wouldn't be as afraid of that as I think sort of right now. Um, in my mind, at least there's a lot of, there's a lot of fear mm-hmm. in like reconnecting and coming back together in like speaking about moments when you might've been wrong in the past because mm-hmm. it's embarrassing. Right. Um, but yeah. So, uh, one, one of the things that you really got right, uh, I think, and we've, yeah. we've, we've touched, touched on this quite a bit is the, 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 the cast of characters. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Constance and Casey and Devin, mm-hmm. that guy, the, the guy, Devin, I mean, that guy is. <laughs> the, 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 he plays the groundskeeper. He's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I love him all, but like he oh, is man. a really <laughs> unbelievable character. His comedic timing was just mind blowing. But so my question for you is, because I, I know you've done a lot of stuff, and I and I, I do want to get into some of the other stuff that you've done. Uh, but but my question is, was this were, were these all known quantities? Were these people you had worked with in the past? Was just just like uh, lightning in a bottle, pure dumb luck that all these people came into the fold? Um, I mean, the answer to that question is yes and no, right? I all, did, all of the above. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I did. I would say that I did know all these people. Okay, I like peripherally, like Mary okay. Glenn, who's the lead. Like we had done a show as actors together, but I'd never okay. directed. Right. 
uh, Liz Ramos, who is Mandy. Right. We worked in a restaurant together. Can you believe it? And like, <laughs> Leanna Hunt was a friend of a friend who plays Willa. Uh-huh. Uh, the woman who plays Casey is one of my best friends. So okay. she was the person who like, she was the only person who it was like, hey, you know, the offer's going to this woman. This is my best friend. Like, I'm going to, you know, put her in the movie. Right. But everyone else like auditioned and like, okay. you know, I kind of saw where they were coming from. But at the same point, it was lightning in a bottle. Right. And I did shoot at the best time, which was the time in May 2021, where at least like the vaccines in New York had all rolled out. Right, but- right. You know, just there was closing. hope. There was hope. <laughs> yeah. And like of the cast, like, you know, I believe at the time, like, you know, we did all of our due diligence and like everyone was vaccinated. We all right. were in a really huge space, you know, but we did it. You know, this is a non-union project, right? right. We didn't have the budget to necessarily test everybody every three days, which yep. at the time what the union oh, was wow. required. Right. Well, yeah. And I was just like, OK, well, you know, we can't make the movie if that's the case. But the fact that all these just like incredible talents were sort of able to sign on was because like Broadway wasn't quite up and running mm-hmm. right. way in May 2021, the way that like now it it is again, you know, so it's a mixture of like, yeah, I knew these people like a little bit, but I just feel blessed. Like it was like the re- the only reason they were all able to do it was like sort of timing. And the reason it was like just you know, we just had dumb luck. Right. Like I can't say anything else other than like I got really, really lucky yep. with this entire project. Score another one for COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess we aren't discussing like the benefits of COVID enough. But, like, That's right. You know. Come on. Winner. <laughs> Good job, COVID. Uh, <laughs> so, was this a uh, a um, a story that you had been sitting on for a long time and developing for a long time, or is this one that was sort of a flash of inspiration? How, how, how did the story come about? Uh, oh my God. All my answers to these are all going to be yes and no, but yeah. essentially like, here's the thing. I looked back at like, cause now I've moved. I'm a big girl. Now I use final draft, but I used yeah. to write on self text. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, as we were approaching like filming in May, 2021, I was like looking back at my cell text research and I was like, my God, I tried to write this movie. Like I tried to write it. It wasn't the same. It was a male and female Mm -hmm. like protagonist. Like, you know, for me, like just looking back at the scripture, like, oh my God, this is a mess. But I was like, okay, it was there that I had like tried to write it. I had like, you know, I'd been thinking, you know, just like horror is a really great space for a first time feature director. It's more accommodating, like it accommodates budgets a lot more. And like, just people like people have an appetite for it, and right, and you get you know, festival and, circuits. I mean, that's like the, the, there's no Western festivals out there. There's no, you know, no. they don't, they don't. There's no the. There may be a rom com film festival, but I, no, the horror film festivals where you, there's uh, most of the major cities in the country will give you a shot. Uh, yeah, and and uh, I think we happen to have you know both both New Orleans and Portland are gifted with multiple good festivals mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and we get to see, and, and as a way of actually helping, you know, that we, we often talk about small fish grouping together where we are small media going through the film festival circuit, which is a, you know, it's not the big studio stuff. And then we meet independent directors and all the, and, and, and the power of the synergy of all of us together can get the word out for these kinds of projects. And I think that's, you know, uh, it's harder for some other genre films where you're banking on Cannes and Sundance, and if you don't get into that, mm-hmm. how are you going to get noticed? And who's going to get in? Yeah, yeah. Like, right. I'm Alex <laughs> Like, I'm not. You know, not to say that I I have huge dreams. Like, you know, I'm going to be there one day, but it's like, oh yeah, I'm an independent filmmaker. Like, it is a such a hard thing to get into Sundance like mm-hmm. and like the thing that is true at least like and again like I'm nascent in this festival circuit run my hope is we'll do more but I like was so blown away by how supportive Portland Horror was yes. it's like we all are on the same team right There's even other festivals and like filmmakers are a little more competitive you know it's kind of I don't know how to say it but it's just a little more competitive feeling mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, I just didn't feel that to be the case at all. I was like, we're all here to see the movies and be like, great job. And like, yep. and and kind of be like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah. Like yeah. The, there's so much ripeness 
in this genre mm -hmm. that I think a lot of people sometimes sort of look over, you know, they over, they overlook it. Right. Uh, right. But yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. But and, you had, uh, at the, sorry, at, yeah. at, the, at the Portland Horror fi uh, Film Festival, you had described, so getting back to the horror, the horror part of Stag, uh, yeah. you had described Stag as Get Out meets uh, Midsummer meets Bridesmaids, uh, which, yes. I thought, which I thought Perfect. was a, a fascinating, uh, fascinating description of that. Um, can you talk a little bit about, and you, you, I mean, just, just touched on it, but the, the idea of why you decided to do the, cause I, obviously, and you, you had done blank my life, uh, goodbye, New York, uh, welcome hell previously for those of you who haven't seen it, go online and look at that. But why did you choose uh, horror as your, as your entree into, um, feature, feature, films. feature films? Well, I mean, okay, there is a side of it, and I'll get through the boring stuff first, sure. right? There's sure, sure, a side sure. of it that was a little pragmatic, right? right? I was like, okay, this is a film that can be done essentially with seven actors, six right. bridesmaids, yep. Devin, the, you know, your performance <laughs> of the year. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, and it and can be done. Cop. And the stripper. Yeah, yeah. and the stripper <laughs> cop. Uh, for the fans. Brings down the house. About to get engaged to one of the bridesmaids. Or is oh, one of the <laughs> yeah, um, he's the man. But, you know, so it was like, you know, in a way, I was like, okay, I want to do a feature. Like, I want to make my mark. Horror is just generally the place that, like, you know, as somebody who's unrepresented but has a lot of talent and a lot of, like, stuff to give, like, I just felt like, in a way, for me, it felt like the strongest bet. Mm -hmm. But... Okay, outside of all that logistical bullshit, like I'm super <laughs> interested in horror. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. the reason I made this movie was Get Out. Right. Because like mm -hmm. being in the theater, seeing the reactions, mm -hmm. seeing like just like the power of what can happen when you're making social commentary so clear. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, I was just like that movie, like for me, you know, it's like, you know, it didn't win best picture at the Oscars, but it's like, we're not going to forget get out. But it got, it, like, it won us. I mean, it actually won an Oscar for a horror oh, did it movie. For the it won, won, Jordan Peele won for screenplay. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. But like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know <clears> that, you know, or it didn't win best, you know, it's like, but it should have right. won best. Yeah. Oh, hell like, yeah. It, like, who it, did that? Who <laughs> made the world stand up the way he did? Right. And like, I don't know. Um, but of course I understand that like, yeah, horrors don't get, you know, they don't mm -hmm. get rewarded all the time. So I do of course understand that still winning screenplay is like unbelievable. Yep. Um, and like, I don't know, just, and here's the thing is like when, if you had asked me last year, like, Hey Alex, why do you need to make this movie? I would have given you a different answer, mm. but having made this movie has changed me. It's made me more realized what great friends are it's made me more real unpack you know my own trauma has made me realize so much more through the creation of this movie that in a weird way now i believe in it significantly more than i did when i first shot it hmm. and i do think that that is like the amazing thing about like a creative process yeah you know sometimes it doesn't work out that way and we all mm -hmm. make stuff that you're like hey you know for whatever reason it just didn't quite what it didn't quite light on fire or whatever and that just happens but like for this one like i was like this project made me yeah. and like I, you know and it, it is something that i'd be like yeah you know go out and make make the project you have no idea how you're gonna change by doing it so mike it was funny so you asked about the horror I, my question was gonna be how did you know you wanted this one to go comedy because <laughs> it's uh doing a horror comedy when you do it right and you totally did is great, but you have to keep the laughs going the whole time. So is it, do you normally write comedy or, you know, you said horror was like kind of a gateway to get something like this done. Comedy, I think is a little bit harder uh, than horror, but man, hats off. Cause we were laughing and like you guys said, the live audience was just eating it up. So how, what made you say like, no, but it's going to be a comedy. Okay. Here's the thing is just, I'm a really funny person. Okay. Like, <laughs> Agreed. And just, uh, yeah. Like I'm just really funny. Like, and for me, like I, you know, in this time period, like I'm sort of focusing on directing rather than acting, but like, you know, I've always been somebody where like, 
I lead with comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, I okay. can do dramatic work, but like, that's how I, you know, it's, it's the thing that I'm like, Hey, people are going to give me a thumbs up here. Mm-hmm. And like, but at the same point, I just think comedy is such an underrated medium. Mm-hmm. Like, because like, of course, one of my favorite movies in the entire world is Shaun of the Dead. Yes. You know, one of our great horror comedies, like, you know, one of the ones that it's like, oh man, <clears throat> like it's different than Stag for sure, tonally, but like, you're just like, wow, what a banger. Mm-hmm. What, like, what an incredibly funny and exciting and scary movie. And so in a way, like comedy is always on the docket for me because mm-hmm. I think it is really subversive. I think it yep. allows you to say things right in a more like subtle way. Right. Then like, I mean, just my issue with drama is a lot of times it is boring. Mm-hmm. Like just mm-hmm. earnestly, I, I like drama and the great drama movies are, are also funny. The great drama movies are also funny. Mm-hmm. Right. But a lot of times for me, I, I watch these things that are like in theory, you know, the period piece of the year or the whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm a little bored here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And like, I do think that for me, that's something that a lot of people are kind of look or they're glossing over mm-hmm. where I'm like, Hey, that's the way people love you is if you're mm-hmm. funny, they'll start to listen. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you can deal Good in point. a little bit more yeah. like serious stuff along the way. Right. Um, but yeah, for me, it was always a comedy. Like yeah. I just was like, I don't ever set out to make something that's not going to be funny mm-hmm. just for me. Cause I'm like, Hey, you know, that is the technical skill. Like you need to have three laughs per page and that's what you got to do. Yeah. And like, I want to be the biggest director in the world. So I have to do that. Stuff, you know? <laughs> gotta get those laughs. Gotta get yeah. Those laughs. Like, I gotta show I can do it. It's a, it's a hard needle to thread, but when, mm-hmm. when you, when you're hitting on both, on, on both and, and I think we're all in agreement that you did. Um, Thanks. Thank you all. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, yes. It's the, there, there's some emotional resonance that stays with you, right? With, cause you're, you're, you're tapping into, you know, it's re- the real primal, the, the the laughter and the and and the and the and the fear kind of that that when when it works, and that's why it's something like Shaun of the Dead sticks, and some of the reasons why Get Out sticks with you. It's you 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 remember these things. I think the the, the emotional triggers actually help 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 anchor that, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, love to to see you stay in the genre. I think one thing that uh, we've learned through doing podcasting is what a great community this is. Uh, the horror community. Yeah. It's um, there are. It, it's weird that something that is so grisly and grim by nature oh. is has is filled with some of the nicest, best people out there. And that's you know the, you know whether it's the filmmakers or it's the um, the the festival folks, um, even the PR folks. What that were we, you know, when we set out to do this, we didn't think we're you know we were it's like did it on a whim, and all of a sudden it blew up into something because of. The connections and the willingness of people to share. I, I, I suspect that you know, like in, in like big time Hollywood kind of things that there's there's so many barriers, whether that's legal or emotional or whatever that that you can't that, that you don't you're not allowed those kinds of connections with the horror community in these small films. We get to know people like you. But we're, but we're not going to turn down an interview with Jordan Peele if he wants to. That's right, John Carpenter. Wants, you want to come if on? He wants to come not, on. Yeah. We will allow him. <laughs> we will make we will make some exceptions. That's right. <laughs> so Al- Alexander, um, yeah, no, I mean, I I have to say here here to all that, like just honestly, because like I don't know, like oh god like we've all gone to festivals where you're like oh there's only seven people in the audience so no matter how bang in the screening is like you aren't getting that feedback that's like you know people are loving it right and it is like such a special thing to be like hey let's all have a great time Mm -hmm. we all love this and like also the thing is like you know i was like these people are so incredibly cool like speaking to some of the other people from pf p-h-f-f like i was like Oh my God! You got married at the Overlook Hotel, like, <laughs> like great. Like, I wish I had a cool wedding. You know, like you're yeah. just like, yeah, that's what we should be like having fun in our lives. Like, yeah. why not? You know? Yeah, I'm glad you were in the room uh, to get because to get that real honest feedback that you got. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you you can't you can't fake the the raucous laughter that 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 you got from 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 that audience. So. Yeah, that that must have been that must have been a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. And like, I mean, I'm afraid of flying. My only issue with Portland it is that it was a five hour flight to Far get away. there. Yeah, right, right. 
I was just like, this city rocks. Like I just haven't <laughs> been on the West coast so often. Right. So like, yeah, I was just kind of like, oh my God. So I guess this is what they're doing over here. But like, it's so cool. It's like Portland rocks. <laughs> so the, uh, the, the thing that really intrigued me, uh, in as a part of the uh, Q and a at the Portland horror film festival, uh, well, a, you're, you're, uh, just absolutely magnetic personality, but <laughs> also the fact that you, uh, were previously an actor, you had, and you directed so you were sort of doing both in the context of 86 uh and in the context of blank my life uh both of which i thought were i've only i've only seen bits and pieces of them and again i would encourage people to get online and go look up both of those and watch those but um talk a little bit about the difference between sort of the 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 world of acting versus the world of directing do you have a preference do you want to do you want to keep keep your feet in both camps Okay, again, yes and no. Um, (laughs) Here's the thing is like at the end, like at the beginning and the end of the day, I am an actor. I am someone who believes that like it is a service Mm -hmm. to perform people's emotions for them. You know, I do, I do believe that there is like, you know, a, a great gift. Yep. And like the woman, Mary Glenn Frederick, who's our lead, like, you know, it's just like, Hey, you know, the people who are special, they're connected to the stars in the universe. Yep. Like I was calling her uh, Tony uh, Tony Collette Jr. I I, I think Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I see like Alice and Janney. That's you what saw, it, that's you saw yeah. Alice and Janney. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But like uh, you know, and so like of course, my hope is that I will always have a career that allows me to perform mm-hmm. because it is like what I want to do. That being said. At this moment, like I had just made so many stuff where I was sort of writer, producer, actor, Mm -hmm. but I didn't feel that. And the thing is, the project is everyone's. Right. But I didn't feel that I owned those. Mm -hmm. And right now I'm moving into this space where I'm like, hey, for me, I think I'm incredibly talented. I need to be top of the call list for the next couple years. And kind of like my hope is my, my hope just honestly is that I can make another movie. I don't, you know, I have an idea what it would be if it was, if it's my idea, but like, you know, of course I would be really excited to direct another horror potentially. Yes. By me. Yep. Not, yes. You know, like I, I'm open, I'm open, <laughs> yeah. I'm available, but like, you know, I, I sort of see a world where like, I definitely would, I would choose to direct again and not be in it for sort of the next feature I do, just cause mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of want to like, I feel like we've I, I've I've made a really strong showing this time, but I, I kind of want to like cement that a little bit for mm-hmm. me. And I just like I loved it. I love directing. I love being the head of things. I think I'm really good for people's morale. Like, you know, I just think I have a good a good mind for that sort of stuff. But and as like my career progresses, my hope would be that, you know, maybe there will be sometimes where I cannot direct a project and just like act in it. But I do think it is very, very, very hard to like write direct and act in something like obviously Mel Gibson has done it you know we have seen him in Braveheart but like it's I just you know for me I do feel like a multiplicity of voices is really helpful in rooms so I would be a little I would have to feel pretty like I had an incredibly great team to desire to direct and act in something Mm -hmm. I would sort of prefer to you know, to, to do one or the other. Cause it's it also being an actor, you know, the thing is you can't be focused on the end game. Right. You have to just give raw material and hope for the best. Whereas like the director really does need to be thinking about sort of the architecture of the movie yeah. and like how this moment needs to ring in contrast to the next one. And that's their job yep. rather than the actor sort of, you know, trying to moderate a performance. Cause I do think, think that for film particularly you know the best raw material is going to be the thing you're going to choose whether it's like perfect for the entire movie or not like the most Mm -hmm. vulnerable take is you or the most vulnerable or funniest take is the one that's likely going to win yep um so i don't know about exactly if i said the difference is exactly right but yeah, I just think that when you're a director, you have to have more mind on sort of like the entire way we're playing, the entire track we're going to. Mm-hmm. Whereas as an actor, you sort of like your job is to actually like sort of not think about that and just think right. about like, hey, this is the moment I'm in right now. And right. like, whatever happens, happens. Yep. That, uh, would be my very vague explanation of those differences. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, uh, did you take the classic uh, independent um, filmmaker 
role of editing your your work as well or did you have okay, or did you have I a, another never editor? have just because like honestly I've only ever added I just don't know how to use Premiere to be honest like, <laughs> <I know> that's <laughs> really okay. but like uh, you know and it's just like for whatever reason I always have computer trouble like I'm I'm not great with technology I figured out how to get to the zoom mm -hmm. but you know it's like other than that I'm just not amazing at it that being said I mean I like working with editors I really really like working with editors because I do think like I'm speaking very generally right sure now. sure but editors get really attached to things like oh I love that like eyebrow raise or I love that lip curl I love that they get like obsessed oh, yeah. with sort of like performance edits mm -hmm. which is helpful for me because I am like thinking sort of like you know, I love to cut. I love to cut scenes. I love to cut. I love to make it as short and as tight as possible. Yep. But like, it's really nice. Like the, the, the uh, person I worked with is um, Jeanette Beers and okay. they like were a really good contrast to me. Cause I was sort of like, no, let's cut it. Let's cut it. Let's cut it. And they kept being like, Hey, you know, like I actually really think like this performance moment is worth an extra second, which for me is something that's incredibly valuable. So I do like working with an editor. That being said, like if push came to shove, like I could learn premiere and I could Chloe Zow it and, you know, cut it myself, but I haven't yet. So, yeah. and my hope, just honestly, because I do wear a lot of hats in myself, my hope maybe I could keep outsourcing it because I do like that relationship. Find a good editor, yeah, yeah. and that's and, and yeah, that's you know, and it's like I, I've I've met people that like I'm like, hey, this is it's really cool to see what your take is. Of yeah, this. there is a, uh, I, there is yeah. a there is a great uh, there is a great uh, horror film set in Brooklyn. Uh, it's a Larry Fessenden film from last year called Dash Cam, which is all set in Premiere. So if you want to, <laughs> wow, wow, I know. I was like, scariest location of all. I know. I was like, they did a whole film in Premiere. <laughs> oh, I'll totally watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Rob Savage's dash cam. It's not Rob Savage's dash cam. Both came out yeah. last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. Two dash oh, cams. No. <laughs> Two dash cams. Yeah, I, the, I, and I guess the reason different. why I bring up some of the the editing stuff is is that this movie has you you lay a great trail of breadcrumbs through the movie uh, mm -hmm. that that thank you you know that the 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 sequencing and the setups and the payoffs they all it it, it the, the connected tissue was terrific and uh, thank you you know I, I appreciate I, you that. know I think that you know when when you stitch together the like the opening scene it, getting when when it when it tethers back to to what that was all about that that mm -hmm. that's key and then there's also some things like it there's you have the barn you don't show the barn and not deal with it the barn barn plays a key role uh yeah there, there's um you know and even even the things where you get the uh the classic okay there is a the 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 protagonist uh when jenny goes back to the house it's like i gotta prove this thing i've gotta mm -hmm. there's something wrong and i gotta prove it but there's the there's a countdown clock that internally mm -hmm. you know there's a countdown clock for both the comic comic timing and the horror timing at the same time. Yeah, how that gets spliced together where the rest of the girls are tripping and she's trying to trying to make to to get some evidence. That was I think I, when when I was thinking back to the movie, for, I jumped back to that, which was kind of an odd thing. And I was like, why is that? It's because that's where you marry. I think that there was a really nice marriage of the tension of the comedy and the horror. And I think that was, you know, certainly great, great acting performance that, but the, the, the sequencing of how that, how you played that off was terrific. Thank you so much. And just to be clear with you all. Okay. Like, I feel like just like for whatever reason, people love the tripping scene. Like for me, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's, it's not that I don't love it. Of course I do. I wrote it, but like, I, you know, it's, it's, it's not the one that I'm always like, Oh, that bad. But everybody is like, we love the tripping scene. We love mm -hmm. it. And the composers also like, cause that, you know, it's really like carefully scored, like the mm -hmm. transition between Jenny and Willa. Right. And I was like, this is their magnum opus. Like, you know, it was like, we would always like work on it and stuff. And I was just like, they feel so strongly about it. And that's like cool to see when you're like, okay, like if these people are sort of putting a lot, a lot of effort into this, it is sort of like a pretty big set piece that we need to pay attention to in mm -hmm. our film. So I'm glad it really worked for you. I mean, I feel like, I feel like it works amazing too, honestly. And I can't ever give enough credit to my DP, Caroline Mariko Stuckey, who like, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, like, of course, like 
I had a lot of ideas, but she also particularly for that scene, I thought had a lot of like very cool, like mirroring imagery ideas Mm -hmm. that like really do play off pretty like to me very satisfyingly in it. So thank you. Yeah, no, there's, there's definitely an authenticity to that whole scene. Yeah. Bad mushroom trip. Yeah. Get it. Yo, (laughs) that was the best of us. (laughs) Yeah, it was a New Orleans thing for me. (laughs) <laughs> and it was you know, I, <laughs> so well that's also hard to do a scene where like me personally i'm always like oh god i don't know if i want to watch people being drunk or being on drugs and stuff but that one played really well because it wasn't too much and then you focused on them and like having jenny be one of those people where they're like oh you're the one of the ones who can't talk yeah. then mm-hmm. just having her face have to convey everything and <laughs> hearing her little inner, mon- inner monologue yes uh, it, it worked out really really well thank you yeah i'm super proud of it like yeah. Yeah, I think she she crushes. She it. did. She really She's did. So good in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, how much did you let the cast do any like improv or things like that that okay, ended up being honestly, something you loved in the film? Okay, here's the thing: is that just like okay, a lot of these women, are, and I'm speaking of them generally, right? Mm-hmm. But the bridal party these are these are these are uh, stage actors. Mm-hmm. Okay, so their basis is on stage, and just traditionally, I don't know why this is, but in stage you don't you don't do ad libs or whatever. Whereas yeah. on film, it's like, oh my god, it's a sports day. It's whatever right. you want to say, kind of. <laughs> so for whatever, I didn't mean to do this, but I did just because I was casting from New York. Mm-hmm. Like, I just happened to cast people who were sort of like, yeah, this is going to be word perfect. So to be honest, most of them were word perfect. Um, And just because- Kudos to you then as the writer. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, but of course, like, here's the thing that I can't take credit for is, of course, I didn't expect the ways they would deliver the line. Right, right. The the campfire sequence- which oh, the, yeah. the the uh <laughs> the the blowjob simulation. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, my god. God. <laughs> oh my god, that was so Okay, funny. to be honest, that's the one that literally is the only scene in the movie that I'm still like, oh my god, my hands are over my eyes. Like, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> the woman who plays Constance is another one of my my great friends. So it's just like, oh my God, like Katie. <laughs> you know, like we were there and I directed her and she like, you know, like, and, you know, and the physical comedy, I would definitely say all of that's the actors, right? You know, yep. it's written in the script, but they're making it like, you know, what it is. So I wouldn't say that like there wasn't improvisation on set or there wasn't like people doing different stuff, but just like with the lines specifically, they were pretty. They're hitting textual. their marks. Yeah. Yep, but yep. Yeah. Oh my God, Katie, that scene. I yeah. like. I love it, but it's and like that's yeah. the one that like. Ooh, clutching my like, pearls. <laughs> my pearls. I've seen this movie so many times, and like I'm still like, oh God, like it's coming up. <laughs> but yeah, so, I have another question. Um, you guys had to name the blow up doll on set. What'd you name him? Brad. Him. It was him. Okay. I was thinking it was a Chad. Okay, Brad, that's pretty close. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like the unsung hero of the film. Uh, he, uh, to be honest, he was he deflated a lot after like like the, there's a like the scene at the very beginning where they're on the porch and stuff. That was when he was at sort of his best behavior. But like <laughs> after that, it was just like every scene somebody was blowing him up, and we were just like, okay, let's just try and like make sure it doesn't fall over like, during right. the scene because those things aren't made to last. Right. right. <laughs> and well, so- how how many of the uh, penis balloons did y'all have to make? Oh. <laughs> To be honest, like that is a question for Sydney Remsen, who is the production designer. But like, and here's the thing: this is a micro-budget film. Like, I, you know, I don't feel that that's what I want to lead with in saying about it because I think it's also an amazing film. But it, well, it is. doesn't look like a micro-budget. Yeah, no, and it it's, doesn't. You know, at all. but it is. So, like, in a way, I was kind of like, all right, my friend Sydney, like, let's see what you got. See Bones how much you can come up with. <laughs> like, so I would guess we made about forty or fifty or sixty. Uh, I funny. didn't. Yeah, I didn't necessarily help her though. Even <laughs> not that it was mean. It was just like I was doing other stuff. But yeah, I mean, she, all the props yeah. and all the costumes were all her. And that's something that I will just be honest <clears> with. <throat> I have less of a mind for stuff like costume design and like, you know, than I do for like 
other elements of projects but like so I feel like she really you know she really captained that shit and when I hired her I was like yo I'm needing you to do this Mm -hmm. like to be kind of like the executor for this just because like I love you but I will be doing a lot of stuff so and she really rose to the equation but I was like 50 or 60. Yeah I love I love the fact that it it showed it, it showed up in the movie poster as well. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, if you look at the movie poster for Stag, which you can find on our website or you can find online, yeah, uh, yeah, the penis balloons are f- prominently featured in the uh, <laughs> in the movie poster. Go oh figure. God, yeah. So you will see them in the film. But if you're yeah. wondering what that yeah. is she's holding on the movie poster, <laughs> you will see it in the film. Symbolic. That's right. Symbolic. That's right. <laughs> but it, it also seems to be classic. Uh, bachelorette party shenanigans. Oh yeah, but yeah. in in a way mm-hmm. that because it was the 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 premise of the the party was it's like it's it's scripted and it's scheduled, but in but the actual the real script, the real the real background of what's going on uh, behind the scene, the or what what the uh, the 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 actual nefarious plans are. Constance bur- and Casey's yeah, plans. Yeah, yeah. Bur- buried under the guise of penis balloons. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. But the thing that's like, again, like, and, you know, I, like I've been thinking about this for like, you know, a long time because I've been writing and directing this thing. But like the thing that is true is like, you know, it is like a funny, cute prop that girls do, but it's also like, yo, that is an image of like a disembodied organ. Right. Like, <laughs> you know I mean? It is also like horror. Like it's like, it's, it, and it's like, People are doing shit like that all the time. They have like dick cakes and stuff. That's and right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we love this, I guess. This is what we, we love. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So I guess maybe it's only funny, like, you know, to like yourself. And then you're like, well, let me make a movie and see what other people think. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, yeah, so- I, yeah. Thank you for saying that, though. Because, like, I do think that's one of those things where I'm like, I'm hope, like, I feel like it's really subtle, but I do think it's like, you know, it's two-sided. It's funny, and it's like, but if you think about it, like, that's, it's a weird image a little yeah, bit. Yeah, So, uh, Alexander, getting back to the horror, uh, one of the things yeah. we, we love to ask all of our guests when they come on the show is, what is your favorite horror film? I think I know the answer. Well, yeah, I mean, I think you might, you might have, uh, you might have let the cat out of the bag, but just in case you have a different answer, that's fine, too. No, I do, I do have a different answer. Okay. here's the th- Get Out is the reason that I made this movie. Right. But I would say that my favorite horror movies, and I, one of these is a little cuspy, but mm-hmm. I would say Halloween and I would say Carrie. Ooh, you know, it's just like, classics, you know, like classics. the babysitter murders, like yep. I, like the melodrama of Carrie's mother's performance, like yeah. you know, John Travolta. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like these like bangers. Like, oh, you know, yeah. like for me, like, you know, watching Halloween, like, because, you know, I watched a lot of horror movies in preparation for filming this. And mm-hmm. obviously now I've gained, like, significantly more of a taste for it. So it's more just like I just watched more horror movies now than I used to. Right. But, like, you're just like, yo, like, John Carpenter knew what was going on. Like, all those shots that are so extended mm-hmm. and, like, so eerie. And it's like, you know, I do think that a lot of times in modern cinema, cinema like, you know, I, I don't know. It's just like, I'm kind of like, hey, you know, but you should really be trying to keep that needle right off that tense moment rather than mm-hmm. kind of like cutting a little faster or something. Yeah. So I, yeah, those are my, my two favorite answers, both for like performance stars, directors, like, and you know, both of them are kind of like female movies too. True, um, true indeed. Yeah, Get Out is definitely like, you know, it's like honorable mention. Like yeah. the ties were there and then it's like, yeah, but Get Out made me make this movie. I like Midsommar as well, but like, you know, like I just, uh, you know, or I like a lot of other horror movies. I love It Follows. I right, love, right, right. Oh right. my God. Well, like, you know, have, I love- We have a task in finding. front of you then because we've got, uh, we have a- uh, top 100 list, and we've gotten, I think, right now, 13 directors who are participating in this, and we don't yet have a female director on our roster of, hey. of jurors, and we'd love to have your input. It could be yeah. me. It could we, be me. I'm totally down. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so stay tuned for that. We're good. That's something that we're going to be rolling out our our big list. We're, we we reconstructed, and after we've been at this for four years, yep, uh, we realized we now have a lot more context. Uh, Almost in the five. Almost five. Almost five. It's going to be yeah. like a five year anniversary yeah. kind of a celebration yep. thing where we where oh, we do this. Um, uh, but we'll, we've 
we've been compiling it for the better part of a month, but we will open the doors to get to to get you your your input if you would like to be one of our. Oh jurors. yeah, absolutely for sure. That'd I would awesome. love. To. So uh, the you you said that you you've got uh, you, that you want to get into uh, doing some more directing. Mm-hmm. Do you have do you have a anything? immediately in mind i don't apologize oh my god i mean the two movies like i really want to make like the two ideas that i feel pretty passionate about right now is like i want to make like an american tall tale kind of like western it's about a girl who discovers or a girl that says that she's about to die drives across the united states essentially fucking her way to get back to her mom on the West coast, but she's being like tracked by her ex-husband. So it sort of is like a sexual awakening, Thelma and Louise, but like, you know, but like, it's, it's like a portrait of America and a portrait of the trapped woman in America. And a road trip Um, movie. Yeah, exactly. Like in my mind, I feel like there are still horror (laughs) elements to that. Like, you know, I'll have to see sort of, you know, you have to see what the appetite is like, like how, you know, if it's like, you might have to change things a little, but that's like one I really want to do. And it mm-hmm. feels really feasible for me just because I feel like the team we built, like it's a very female movie and like mm-hmm. a lot of the team members could work for that again. And then the other movie that I want to do, which I mean, my mind, just in my mind is a little bit higher budget is about um, a stoner who works at GameStop who discovers she's going to work the second coming of Christ and that ensemble <laughs> comedy, but like, it's all like new Testament, like, you right, know, related right. and stuff. Oh, um, so yeah, I mean, and obviously, obviously if like, you know, Blumhouse was like, I have a project, <laughs> I would consider giving it a look. Yeah. So you know, I'm, I'm available. They champion women directors over there. Yeah. Well, Jason, yeah, Blum, exactly. I think, I think Jason Blum is a regular listener to the podcast. So, <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what's <laughs> Jason Blum, if you'd like to actually uh, offer up uh, yeah. some uh, uh, some advice here, we would uh, we would love to have you on. That's right, that's right. Yeah. So uh, we we look forward to your future endeavors, and we will see both of those movies. By the way, yes, absolutely. Oh my oh, god! Thank you. And I where hope. is um, where is Stag going next? Is yes. it going yeah. to any other festivals? Okay, or? to be honest, right now we don't know. Like okay. it's uh, you know the only thing I can say is like we have a right now. I've done this a long time. We have a good tracker, so my hope is is that there's going to be more in the future. But you know, right now I don't know what's coming up next. Okay. But I'm excited, and it's we're really nascent, so there's going to be something. Yeah. And, like, thank you all so much for having me. Yes. And, yeah. Just, I really appreciate the time and like. You know, you all absolutely. are doing great stuff, so thanks for having me. Yeah, once treat. we know where yeah. it's going next, we'll let all oh, of our uh, <laughs> listeners and readers know so that they can hopefully check it out. Yeah, and thank you for making such an awesome film. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thanks. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs>